There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Nick, as always, as they like to remind me every week. Uh, I used to say my full name, but I realized that, you know, I might have stalkers I don't know about. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but we're back once again to talk to Twilight <laughs> like, like like, Twilight Zone, um, a, you know, Rod Sterling's famous uh, series that came out in 1959 to 1965 or whatever it was. Uh, today we're going to talk about season two, episode two of the uh, Twilight Zone itself, uh, which is an ev- interesting episode. I'm sure we've all seen a variations of this story. But uh, before we begin, uh, always hit us up on uh, YouTube on my channel to watch these videos. Hit that you know you know subscribe button, all that good stuff. And then on top of that, we are on audio feeds like you know Anchor and Apple and Google Play and Amazon Music and all that good stuff. I'm just proud of you for it's not okay. saying audio boom. Yeah, well, that that's going to come in like the end of the episode. MySpace, At least I remember. Livewire, yeah, <laughs> Napster, Bebo. I, just, I like it. <laughs> Vimeo. Uh, yeah, exactly. MP3.com. Right, Odyssey, right. Netscape. Rumble, <laughs> uh, Cornhub, you know, all that stuff. So <laughs> we're, absolutely, we're, we're featured on Cornhub. We have ads. Exactly. Kernels. But those two people. Exactly. Uh, but those two people that you hear are, of course, my co-host, uh, Trip from Trivial Theater, who is, uh, you know, 2D as usual. She, I don't know, reaches for that cup of anus. I don't know what you want. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Uh, the other person, the other person <laughs> is I continue is, of course, Jacob from, uh, you know, Jacob Anders Reviews, who, of course, does, you know, reviews and watches stuff like Ryan's Babe and Lightyear and stuff like that and wants to kill himself for watching those movies. Probably I'm assuming. assortment of movies there. Yeah, I was gonna I know, say right? holy shit. Go from I mean we could talk about Terror Vision, which was an interesting movie. Um, so uh anyways, uh how you guys doing? Everything going good, everything going straight. Are we here? My shoulders yes. are pudding. Yeah, right, my right. Legs rubber. Right, it's right. the warmest and my bottom is lead. <laughs> it's, it's the, the warmest the... day on record in the UK. I fucking stink. I'm sweating my back out. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> good no that was don't worry i was going to introduce you but then, of course that is ben who's a uber twilight well, Zone fan. Don't worry. um he is of course sweating his balls off right now because it's super hot over where he's at uh ben thank you for coming on the podcast i know you're a huge twilight zone fan yes um, yes very much yeah uh, My pleasure, Nicholas. It. yeah yeah so uh let me ask you what's your you picked this episode of man in the bottle but do you have like a specific episode that you really love out of every um what when I was sort of re-watching it all recently, I really like, and I'm really rubbish with titles, uh, which I should check beforehand, I do apologise. The <laughs> one from near the end of season two, where it's sort of like uh, the guy in prison who's stuck in a time loop almost, and everything's sort of like repeating itself in a sort of like uh, dream world. And it's people realising that they're in it. I sound like a 10-year-old child describing plots, don't I? And then this <laughs> thing happens, and this thing, and this thing. Um but yeah, I've watched them all recently. I've got the, the Blu-ray set. Um, and yeah, I mean, season four is a bit, a bit rubbish. But the rest, but most of it is, is, is excellent. You know, Living Doll as well is another good one. Telly, yeah. Telly Savalas. How do, you, and, uh, 
how do you feel about episodes with cat women and roller coasters oh yeah oh well yes of course that stirred up a lot of very strange and bizarre emotions unexpected emotions as well um yeah would those it's... emotions be at the bottom of a list or the top of a oh, list oh dear god just, hmm. just, just just curious second second to top i'd say oh yeah uh, rock on on that one the, the first the first is every time rod serling gives his little um next time bit at the end and then he goes oh and by the way before you go don't forget to spot these things so next time <laughs> that was like the biggest like because it's funny because like watching the show as in, in 2022 it's amazing how much of it like stands up in terms of like there's not a, there, obviously there's parts in it that have like dated in terms of like maybe attitudes particularly attitudes towards you know women in certain episodes mm -hmm. but overall there, it, it's got quite a sort of like tolerant you know liberal message until <laughs> the end when it's just hawking stags i mean six and it's like uh it's it, that, that's the most jarring bit for me just seeing like it's like when you watch footage of like people on chat shows smoking like I was watching like John Lennon interviewed on like Dick Cavett and they're just like puffing away. And it's just like, that's the most weirdest thing now. And back then it would have been the most normal thing. It's just funny how history works. Oh, very much. And what will be, what will be the thing in 50 years time that we do without thinking about it now? Uh, talking about television shows on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People 50 years will all be brain waving everyone, you know. <laughs> When we're all sat in our climate change bunkers, we'll be sat there going, what was all that about? As you can see here, climate change has already begun. The light of Jesus is slowly, <laughs> or Putin's mushroom cloud, or whatever you want to call it, is slowly <laughs> enveloping. I just assumed that was a light coming out of your ass because you're so brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear me. Dear, 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 dear me. That's why I said. So welcome, welcome to the the fifth dimension where we sometimes talk Rod Sterling, but most of the time we talk about uh, cuffs of Uranus and shoulders of pudding and tangents. Uh, yeah, whatever we can come up with. Usually Jacob comes up with something very uh, uh, clever, so we'll go with that. We are talking the second episode of season two of the Twilight Zone. Uh, this, of course, is the Man in the Bottle, which is a um, a oh, take shit, on the, the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, you watch. You Big actually watch like. The oh, that is one of my biggest fears on this show. Okay, I watched the puppet one. Fuck. <laughs> and there probably was uh, a first puppet time I came there on. Someplace. One of the biggest fears I always have is I watch the wrong one. They start talking about it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> your eyes just your eyes just slowly widen as the podcast goes on. I was like, no. Okay, now I gotta search the puppet episode. Start typing like reviews of this episode. <laughs> Tran mm -hmm. Transcripts, Daily Motion. Yeah. Exactly. If there's ever an episode where I'm like really quiet, it's because I watched the wrong episode. <laughs> Surprisingly, it has not happened, happened real often. Before. At the end of the episode, just go, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It, was all right. it was all right. What'd you guys yeah. think? What do you, I mean, how did you feel about it? Now, you guys go first. You guys first. I think you're ready for that now. I think you're ready to take the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, he was actually watching The Outer Limits. He wasn't actually watching Twilight yeah. Zone. So he's like, oh, I don't shit. know what you guys are talking about. Who's Rod Serling? Why is there no outer limits? Jordan Peele showed up. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Horace Whitaker was there at one point. I yeah. <laughs> um, so the episode is directed by uh, Don Medford, written by Rod Serling. It's uh, production code 173 premiered on October 7th, 1960. Uh, stars Luther Adler as Arthur Castle, uh, Vivi Jansen, Janice as Edna Castle, and Joseph Ruskin as Jeannie. So... This episode, once again, is a monkey's paw episode. 
Um, it's, you know, be careful what you wish for type of thing. And I know, Ben, you had picked this episode to come on to talk about, but uh, yeah. did this episode, was it one that you were like, really excited about or did you just like go, oh, you know what? That sounds good. I'll talk about that. Yeah, well, I think to me, it's sort of like, it's like um, if I was writing a review for The Guardian, I'd say it was quintessential, quintessential Twilight Zone. <laughs> it's, like, it's like pure Twilight Zone. It's like a pure shot in the arm of Twilight Zone because it, it feels like maybe not the themes you get all the time, but the themes you certainly get in Serling scripts, where it's always yeah. tends to be about good people or at the very best like flawed people who are sort of presented with a get out clause or like a quick fix they end up in a moral quandary and they have to do something else to get out of said moral quandary it feels like all those like central themes are sort of captured in this 22 to you know 24 minutes and i just think it's sort of like uh i might be jumping ahead as as a a bit i feel like everything this everything sort of like comes together with this i feel like that the latter half of season one going into the, like the first half of season two that to me is like it's like peak maybe the exception of like season five the first half of season five is really good then it goes off a bit um <laughs> but um but i just i just like uh I, I just love everything about it. i love the fact that sort of and again i'm jumping ahead here because i'm already talking about the ending and i feel we've literally just started i'm talking about the last scene no but just like the, the, well, I mean, the bit where I was say if you go to Wikipedia, it kind of spoils the like the the cast <laughs> list. It spoils the ending. Like spoilers, yeah, or exactly. an eighty year old whatever <laughs> television show. Yeah, um, but like where they smashed, where the, he's obviously fixed the glass to sort of prove his metal at the start, and then at the end they sort of they break it again. I just think that is oh, that's perfect. Like it's just a perfect way to end it, with them just like giggling and just be like, you know, it's it's just a perfect coming full circle, and. I was watching it again um, recently for this, and uh, there was something like when the old woman who sells on the bottle—I can't remember her name, Mrs. Uh, Gum, Dob- Hadley, Mrs. Old Gob- Lady, Mrs. Old Lady, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Nan Adams, Mrs. Mrs. Hobo uh, comes in, <laughs> and she has this conversation where it's like she's making small talk, like, "Oh, it was raining today, wasn't it?" It's good for the flowers. And it's just like, yeah, yeah well, what, what do you want, you crazy bitch? Or whatever. I, th- I think that's the line. And um, it sort exactly. of strikes, it struck me at first as just like filler or small talk, but it sort <laughs> of like sums up the themes of the episode. Sort of like, oh yeah, rain's bad, but it's good for the flowers. So it's necessary. It might seem bad, but it's necessary, which kind of sums up what the castles are going through. They, they've lost everything essentially and they're broke and poor and they're probably going to go out of business. But you know, it's, it, it's necessary. Because it'll lead to nicer things in life. I just think it's nice. This this episode is basically America in 2022. Inflation, can't afford anything. Have to like pray for a genie who'll come along and give you bad wishes, that type of thing. You know, it's good. Time. I think that's what Trump ran on, didn't he? I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I know I usually ask you two if you've you know it's been a while since you I know Jacob you've seen this episode, but do you guys remember? You remember the story being a monkey's paw episode. I mean, that's that's here or there. But do you guys remember this story at all? Do you remember seeing this episode? Or is this one of those, you know, that kind of, oh, I remember that episode, that type of thing? I, I remember this episode. It's um like the, the later second half, I had kind of forgotten like how it laid out. Um, but yeah, it was it's it's one that appears on a lot of marathons. And yeah, uh, mostly familiar with it. I when I started watching, I wasn't familiar with it when I was walking into it. I mean, the, the title seemed familiar, but like uh, once I started watching the episode, I was like, I remember watching this, but I didn't remember what it was about. Once we got into the whole genie thing, though, I was like, okay, yeah, I know where this is going. 
I couldn't remember specifically like where it ended up going. I thought that was great. But um, I'd, whenever you have like a genie in a bottle situation and all that, you know, it's probably, especially with Twilight, it's going to end up being a monkey's paw type of situation. Yeah. There's a great one in, um, I think, in the fourth season where it's another genie situation and they just sort of, they completely undercut it, sort of like he, the guy rubs the lamp or the bottle or whatever. And it's just like this sort of wheezy used car salesman smoking like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the genie, what do you want? <laughs> I just thought that was just like, because like, obviously in this one, you've got um, the genie being very sort of... Um, Arch and ah, hello, Mr. Castle, you can have four wishes. And then later on, by the end of the run, they're just like, yeah, genie wishes. They go, oh, bye. <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. this this version of the genie. Um, I'm sad, though, that they didn't show any belly button. Uh, speaking of <laughs> genie, really all belly button. buttons aside, um, <laughs> maybe it was just me, and maybe I'm only, this, this, this particular character uh, scarred me as a child. But every time I saw this genie, he looked like a slightly younger version of the old man in Poltergeist 2. Um, <laughs> and I he think the teeth. <laughs> he reminds me of the giant from Twin Peaks. He's got that sort of like yeah. slope to his head. I'm sorry, uh, Joseph Ruskin. I'm, I, I, he's probably not alive now, but I'm sorry I criticized your head. Very nice head. Very <laughs> much. <laughs> he reminds me of the... We're always Julie about good head here, as to mention. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he reminds me of the guy turning into a corpse in Last Crusade. So I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could that could go with that too. Oh. <laughs> I, I got a lot of Ben. I got a lot of Ben Kingsley off of him. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like not specific yeah, yeah, Ben Kingsley, just generally Ben Kingsley. Is it a rule that if you become a genie or or a vampire, uh, that you have to become arch? So you I have to sort of like you have to talk like this. Hello. How do you do? Can't you just, why can't they just talk like people? Because yeah, like Will uh, Smith, like normal, <laughs> like normal common folk from salt of the earth. Yeah, because they come from a bygone era, which is more <sighs> more classy than a lot of us ruffians. More, more refined. Who's yes, a, a thousand year old creature who also smokes for some reason. <laughs> Can you imagine a thousand year old genie with a Jersey accent? <laughs> hey, what do you want? I'm and you could have a, a thousand-year-old genie. It sounds like Shaquille O'Neal. A grand so. wish is here. <laughs> uh, what I nearly do you want, you bastard. Wait, I just nearly... kind of went into like a New England accent. <laughs> I nearly did a Jersey accent, then I thought I'm in the presence of free Americans. Maybe ah. best idea. <laughs> They're we both from the better. South, and I'm the, from the Midwest, so you know. I mean, I live in Florida, so you can say whatever yeah. you want, and I'll probably just like go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody from Jersey is watching this right now. Like, that's your fucking idiots. What are these guys so, talking about? Sorry, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. He's the only person I know from Jersey. I mean, you could go like Northern, like Northern Wisconsin accent. Like, hey, dear, you, you, would you like some hot dish? You know, dear, don't you know? Oh, you want to see that genie. You'd like to, you'd like a wish there now. Oh, yeah, you better be Francis careful. McDormand. You that, that's the Cohen brothers version. <laughs> <laughs> Francis McDormand is a genie. Hey, dear. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You thought you only get about three wishes, but you're getting four. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> you sure about that there? <laughs> or are you sure you want world peace? Because, you know, right now, the world peace, it doesn't necessarily work like that. There's other things to consider. Other things. This is what happens when you're years too late. If you just tweak it a little bit, it's an song. Irish accent. <laughs> There's other things there. <laughs> Here's your, here's your fucking wishes, your cousin. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of genies I want now. 
Uh, this is a this is a million dollar. Uh, he didn't even sing. He didn't even sing any show tunes in the voice of Robin Williams, which loses a mark from the episode for me personally. Mm-hmm. Oh no, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was so a little it was Dropped a bit... down quite a few points. Still above for chance to dream, but you know. Oh Jesus! Quite a few points. <laughs> so getting into this episode, um, what do you guys? Okay, so we're introduced to Arthur, uh, Arthur Castle, Castle, and his wife uh, Edna Castle. What do you guys think of the shop? Like they're like they're having trouble, like everyone else, even today. This is why this movie is so contemporary because our show or this episode because they're like their bills are stacking up. Everybody in today's society's bills are stacking up um but what do you guys think of like the the shop what do you guys think of like how this episode kind of plays into like the oddities of this world like what do you guys think it's a good set it's a good setting for a twilight zone episode because it's full of old things creepy things but things that and also things that probably looked sort of contemporary ish when it first when it was first transmitted but then they look super old and super weird now (laughs) watching it in 2022 um but yeah i mean it's um it's it's nicer than any pawn shop i've ever been in it's uh considering that they're down on their look and broke it's very well maintained there's broken broken glass pane aside i mean nowadays they just go on like uh a pawn what's that show pawn brokers pawn pawn stars pawn stars yeah they just go on that I'd be like, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Castle. <laughs> all, all I could think was it reminded me so much of the of the pawn shop from Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, gosh, it did. <laughs> oh, my God. All that was missing. Holy was shit. The, all that was missing was the garbage can of like weird green ooze that was sitting up, up in a really like, precarious place. Plank of wood on top of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what's keeping uh, interdimensional beings here. This fucking <laughs> plywood. I bet and the, the, and the diver helmet. <laughs> with a weight on top of it. <laughs> I bet the ghost of Rod Serling would find that such a compliment when he was watching, you were watching his television, you evoked the garbage pail kids myth. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Exactly what I was going. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> he, he he was, was a the guy that, setting all along. <laughs> he was a guy that created a uh, running commentary about Nan Adams trying to kill people. So I mean, Garbage Pail Kids is like right up there. So a bitch psycho. She has not made an appearance in season two as of yet that we know of. Exactly. She's hey, always hey, hey. she's looming in the background at all times. Right now she's kind of like on a okay. hiatus. So we're like, she's she's gone. We're safe, and she's just gonna come in and take somebody out any minute. <laughs> We've talked like about this, Jacob. Exactly. We <laughs> talked about this, Jacob. He, she's changed. She's doing things differently. She's causing chaos now. Now she is an old woman who gives a a, a wine bottle to a man for a dollar and allows him to basically almost ruin his life and turn into a certain dictator and certain war. And I mean, <laughs> she's 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 Nan Adams. I'm sorry. I have a hard time later subscribing on. to this. It's, it's Nan Adams must be behind the wheel of a car. I think she's gotten a little bit more stealthy now. So she t- traded in the 1956 Plymouth or whatever she was driving around. She's in a Tesla, so you don't see her coming, and it's like really quiet. I know, right? But she's just always around the corner, and you don't know. She's waiting for her time to strike. She's, she's actually the broom. Bitch. <laughs> she's the broom at the end. Yes. <laughs> Is it that that I like watching the the first half of this? He had like the the spiky thing with all the bills on it. From a horror movie perspective, my brain went to, well, he's just going to like plop his head down on that spike. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it was going to start, was it? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, man, this Twilight Zone is taking a turn for the Tales from the Crypt. This Tales from the Crypt. That's uh, Twilight yeah. Zone. He could have done yes. that as he could have done that as Hitler, and then his wife would have wished him back to life, and then there at the end. That oh, would have been there you go. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But when he came back to life, because if it's true monkeys, Paul, he'd come back to life. His eye, he'd still have that thing in his eye. <laughs> He, he come like, back. Ah, his- what the fuck, you bitch? <laughs> Pull it out know first, how I got these scars. Hurt. He come back as Kim Jong Il. Oh God! Another another leader who can't be voted out of office and is all powerful and is that would be the twenty twenty two version. Yeah, I have I have thoughts on that. By the way, when we get to that point, but that that's another thing for down the road a bit. So, well, l- let me ask you guys this question. So, this episode is basically about two individuals who are broke, like pretty much all of us are right now. They have bills stacking up. Um, it, it's the it, basically what happens is the old lady sells the bottle for a dollar because she needs a dollar to eat because you know food was actually cheap back then and. The, they basically um, dro- he drops a bottle and the genie comes out and it's pretty quick it's pretty quick to move there really isn't a lot of you know like mucking around or whatever but do monkey guys... pawing around exactly <laughs> monkey pawing around that's right <laughs> um, yes um, good night <laughs> um, but you know what's going to happen. The, you know this genie has the monkey's paw situation up his sleeve and stuff like that, and he, he's he's basically egging them on to wish for you know the four wishes. He gets they get four wishes instead of three, which is you know not a usual thing. But you know, of course, the first thing they ask for is the glass case, which is broken to be fixed, and it's fixed. And you know, it's a small thing. He gets three more wishes, and then of course they wish for a million dollars. And I like how. Um, Edna Castle's turn goes from this is Satan's work, this is holy Satan's work, and stuff like that. And then she's like, Oh, a million dollars, what's doing? And then he flies from the sky and shit. As um, anyone who's rain. alive would. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it makes it rain on him, host. There, there is a lot of talk about how they're poor and stuff like that. And then, like I said, the genie comes in, but go ahead and read the narration because I know I forgot that because, like, I do. One real quick thing with this it, it happens, it doesn't come in until six minutes into the actual show. Which I thought yeah, was interesting. Yeah, this is a long, oh, long. That, that's why we were waiting. This was all thought out in yes. advance, people. It was planned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Castle, gentle and infinitely patient people whose lives have been a hope chest of rusty lock and lost set of keys. But in just a moment, that hope chest will be open and an improbable phantom will try to bet a and the drabness of these two people's failure-laden lives with the gold and precious stones of fulfillment. Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Castle, standing on the outskirts and about to enter the Twilight Zone. Very nice. Very well played. Yeah. It does good at that. So there's a, yeah, you could use uh, bedeck and drabness as your lexicon words. Yeah, that bedeck, that threw me off. I was like, but it's only in this second season, isn't it, that he starts actually coming into the locations as mm-hmm. he does the monologues. Yeah, I really like was, season yeah. one was off camera, was just the yeah. narration. Yeah, I really like how he does it. You like see the people in the background and he comes into focus like on the side because you know, most of the time they'll like do the like quick zoom over to Rod Serling talking, but yeah. here he's like, you know what, I'm fuck it, I'm just gonna walk in with my cigarette <laughs> and start talking. Fuck these like- people because they're poor. <laughs> They get really lazy. With there's there's one poor. in there's one in season five where it's like set in an apartment. It does the classic whip pan over, and you can see the entire crew in the whip pan. 
Really? Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I thought was I was like, yeah, I was like, like frame skipped it, Xbox. and there they all are, all dead crew members. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that a twist right there. They meant they meant for that. That was a, a meta twist. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's doing space balls before space balls happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All planned. I can't yeah, exactly. I can't tell in this one if like he was actually on the pawn shop set or if he's so, if it's sort of like a back projection. It looks I can't tell. If it's a back projection, it's really good, but I can't tell if he's actually there on the set or if he just sort of like sometimes he'll be like back projected onto it almost. Mm-hmm. Rod is Wait. where Rod needs to be. <laughs> he's everywhere and nowhere. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, the rod do, is um, like what Ben has next to him there. He's got his rod. Because yeah. that's where Ben needs to, or that's where Rod needs oh. to be. Oh, <laughs> exactly where the rod needs to be. I mean, the, the, the purple the, rod that you have. The rod of life. That's <laughs> what we call it. <laughs> the, the rod, rod is of life. <laughs> you got the vibrating um, rod there too, so. Exactly. <laughs> but um, we also have a dildo. Do... Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um but they also have um they also do an iris uh kind of wipe when they fix the the glass on the 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 counter or whatever but like like i was saying earlier so they're they're broke they're poor whatever we are i've already said that but they are given this bottle he drops the bottle and uh joseph ruskin's genie comes out and he's a very like i said money monkey paul holding in his pocket type of genie where the wishes are not going to go the way he expects and he even warns them Many times he's like, you can wish this, but it's not going to go the way you think, which I think is a is something that genies, especially like, I don't know, you look at like the gin and Wishmaster or something like that. They don't ever tell you that. They're like, you know, rubbing their you know shoulders together and then they're like, or arms together, <laughs> hands together, whatever. Yeah, rubbing you know, it's, um, anyways. It's interesting you bring that up because um, yeah. Ruskin actually talks about that. He's interviewed on the Blu-ray. I think it's probably on the DVD as well. And he says that in the original script, it was something like... Uh, you know, the genie was played as more like a demon or a devil type person who was mm. intentionally leading them along. And I think it was either Serling or the director or someone said, um, no, you should be going out of your way to be like a servant to help them mm-hmm. as much as possible. Right. So you can give them what they want, but you're going to tell them exactly how it's going to. Maybe it maybe would have helped if he said, oh, and by the way, you'll be Hitler. I mean, that would have helped. <laughs> that <laughs> would have exactly. that would have, you know, if you'd have said I was going to become Hitler, I wouldn't have fucking said that, would I, mate? Um, <laughs> You should have said said that, but apart from that, is very helpful, you know. And hey, I like, but he I also, gave him he gave him contemporary, so I mean, he got what he uh, wished. Yeah, be careful what you wish for, isn't it? And I also like it when he first comes out, and it's like we only have twenty two minutes of television, so he has a line about, "I'm not going to tell you, give you some generic origin story. I'm a genie. Here's your wishes." <laughs> or this episode. Exactly. <laughs> four wishes, yeah. not three. Actually, is, that was, that's the question uh, I have. So this guy gives him four wishes, which is not a traditional monkey's paw or traditional genie. I mean, do you guys like that? I yeah, think that, like, <laughs> I think that like the, the one four wishes thing was because of the time constraints. I guarantee that originally in the original story, well, the original story is the monkey's paw. Um, it was three. It's always three because you usually have one person makes a wish, goes bad. Other person makes a wish, goes bad. And then somebody or they make a wish to fix it all and take it back to where the hell they started. But in this one, they usually have like a lot of setup where they're like, oh, I don't believe it. Oh, I believe it. Maybe we could try it. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. This time he was just like, give him another wish and prove to him real quick. Like, oh, fix the glass. Bam. See, now you believe. Yeah. That's so it's, like a throw, it's like a throwaway wish, isn't it? Just to get that bit yeah. out of the way so we can get on with all the shenanigans. Buy three, three, get one. If it was like a 
if you had, if it was like a 90 minute two hour film then like you say yeah they probably would just be the standard three wishes because you'd have more time to do like you say the whole like oh is he real is he not all that stuff <laughs> i will say i've seen a lot of those shows where like they'll set up the three wish thing the first one will be like a small one to test the theory if it's real or not second wish will be some big thing and be stupid and then the third <laughs> wish will be the thing that undoes all of the bad shit or tries yeah. to fix all the bad shit so but yeah the four wish thing was interesting because it's kind of a yeah, outside the box deal. I will say, like, I think if they had gone with the with the genie as demon, especially with this couple being how nice and and good decent folk they were, I don't think that that would have worked. Like yeah. in Twilight Zone, you get like you know, like the 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 even the devil, you know, is is kind of a you know more chill, funny guy if he's dealing with people that aren't shitty. Whereas yeah. if you get a shitty person, you get a demon or a devil or whatever that kind of reflects that. Yeah, it's a very moral show. It's always like good good people generally get rewarded. Bad people generally get punished. Exactly. I think it's sort of that thing of like, they, they are good people who maybe, you know, they're not, they don't turn bad as such. They just let their sort of need and greed, as it were, go to yeah. the head a bit. Um, you know, even when he's, even when he's Hitler, he's still nice and lovely. <laughs> Nice Hitler. He's, nice oh, yeah. Hitler. He's got the nice Hitler stash. He played right, Hitler. Right. He played Hitler before, apparently, that actor. Yeah, yeah. I saw two that. times. Yeah. Two times. And he's Jewish. I think oh, he, I think I read that. I think he's Jewish in real life or something like that. Or maybe he yeah. played a Jewish person. I don't know. There's a somebody's Jewish. And what a weird, what a weird <laughs> obligation Jewish. to be the uh, to be the Hitler of the actor spotlight or whatever. <laughs> Who can we get to be the worst tyrant ever? That guy. Wasn't Charlie Chaplin Jewish, and he played kind of like the Hitler wannabe in uh, The Great Dictator? Oh. Hmm. But he had moral moral talking in that episode too, or that movie. He too already well. had the mustache, so you know. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, you could do Born if you're going that if you're doing a mustache that small. Your choices are Charlie Chaplin or Hitler, or both in this case. Yeah, I just I want to say as well. I love the fact that um, Rod Serling's scripts are, are, are generally brilliant for the show, but he has to, he does have this habit of um, making everyone verbalize everything. Even yes. if it's, we can see it, and I love the bit when we cut to him in the bunker. <laughs> he basically looks right at the camera. It's like, oh my god, I'm Hitler! It's the war. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> in the, case the you didn't pick coming. up with it, yeah. In case you didn't have, get it, I'm Hitler. Look, look at my mustache. That is cyanide. <laughs> I'm getting up now. <laughs> yeah, they also do the thing where it's like. <laughs> they also do the thing where it's like, I'm from the. You're from the Eternal Revenue Service. I'm like. Just say IRS. Like he's doing exactly what you just said. Like Internal Revenue Service. So like, I'm pretty well, sure people know the IRS. Back in the 50s the or 60s, man. though, that that might actually have been like you might have said Internal Internal Revenue Service, as compared to IRS. I mean, it's possible. Okay. I'm not sure though. Are we to that part? Because there's I no, got well, I got here, questions. Yeah, here, here, I, got I know where you're concerned. I, I think I know. Yeah, I think I know where you're <laughs> going with that. Okay, so the first true wish they asked for is a million dollars, and What's really interesting about this comes into the second act. The first act we've talked about, well, it's good. It works. I'm, I'm assuming you guys really enjoyed it at that point. Oh, actually, let me ask yeah. you. You guys really enjoyed the first act? Fucking yeah. hated it. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> um, but for setup and stuff like Get that, do you, <laughs> you guys think it was pretty good? Yeah. I like the yeah. fact that all that smoke that comes out the bottle, that's not magic smoke. That's just from his six. <laughs> that's just how I just that's get off. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, I welcome to. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I wish I to have my cancer cured. <laughs> but you're the genie. You grant wishes. You can't have wishes for yourself. 
I did also like where every time there was a wish, he'd light up like he'd he'd flick the, the lighter and it would light. No, no, true. That's just how often they spoke back then. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it's it's two o'clock. It's time for sex. Exactly. Cam- right, right. Cameras roll cameras rolling or not, it does not matter. <laughs> Six thirty in the um, morning. Hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> as a former smoker, I can say that when you're sitting around with nothing to do, that is what you just want to do. You just sort of constantly fuck it. I don't have anything else to do. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. But that leads into of course you're gonna the first wish you're of course 99.9999 percent of people are going to ask for some form of money apparently they are the uh dr evil of money wishers because they want a million dollars or whatever and they what's really cool about that segment is they get the money we know there's a we know there's a um a thing to this and they start giving the money to the people like that's cool that's that makes them human i mean it's a humanistic approach to this series yeah it shows that they're not they're not sort of no, like driven totally oh sorry it just just shows that they're not totally driven by like greed or power or which well he's driven by power later but that thing of like um you know he's it, there's the excitement of as anyone would be oh shit a million dollars but the, the first thought isn't let's just spunk it all on a mansion their first thought before they do anything with themselves is let's give it to all our homeless friends <laughs> which yeah. um is <laughs> yeah it's George, yeah um, it's it has got a bit of a wonderful life sort of yeah, yeah, that's the vibe I got too. Yeah, very wonderful. The, be happy with question, what you got. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, the question though is, what percentage bracket are these guys living in? They have right? to give ninety-five fucking what? percent. Yeah, of, <laughs> of the of the million dollars, there's no way in hell they're giving ninety-five percent to anybody. They're the biggest idiots, or they're just like, or it's just like the biggest trick in the book for them. But I'm like, damn. Also, wasn't I mean, I oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say when the IRS guy walks, as soon as he walks in, we all know, oh, okay, here's that that gotcha moment, that monkey's paw thing. And I figured he was gonna take a lot, but Jesus, god damn, he comes up, he's like, I, he says, oh, it's this much, six hundred thousand. I was like, dang, that's a lot. That's like sixty percent. And then he ends up at like nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I was like, fucking hell, what what kind of tax bracket are they in? We've got to fight the commies, man. Percent, Jesus. I mean. <laughs> I think I, I like that. I take that, that like money the that they had and just go to another country. We need that money to get the commies, damn it. <laughs> that's, that's, well. that's why we were in a recession back then. <laughs> they're taking everybody's fucking money. The, the tax man's not really doing his job either because part of the job of the inland revenue IRS or whatever is to sort of find out like the origin of funds. At no point does he ask him, Where did you suddenly get a million dollars? He just comes well, to nobody. It. Nobody raining a shit from the where ceiling. It all came from. Which, <laughs> yeah. That kind of makes sense because, yeah, I was kind of like, Nobody's curious as to where all this money, a million dollars back then, God knows how much yeah. that is now. Nobody's uh, curious about that. But when you're giving away lots of money, I don't think anybody gives a fuck. They're like, Where'd this money? <laughs> oh, thousands and thousands of dollars. No, I don't give a fuck where it came from. I just, I just know where it's going. Uh, money fell from. From where? Oh, the ceiling. The ceiling, <laughs> right? The ceiling. <laughs> it made it rain. Uh, yes, and then, uh, yeah, a tall, lanky man who spoke. Oh, okay, okay. He's calling the asylum on the other line. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you wondering, Ben's day job, he is a mafia enforcer. Yes. <laughs> this is a, the whole podcast is uh, money, and goes. <laughs> money laundering is I'm assuming this podcast is just a front right just money laundering. Oh yeah. From one area to uh, I'm thinking all the pictures on the wall are all the people that you've whacked. Those are all my victims, yes. Knees Good. broken. Uh, Knees broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. Wait, I have pictures on my wall of people that I've whacked off as well, so 
<laughs> the money situation does the money situation doesn't go well for Arthur and Edna. So they've decided to make another wish, and it's after much willing and dealing and like you know, it's like that episode of The Simpsons, if you watch it, where Homer's like doing the monkey pot thing. He's like, I want turkey on rye, not the you know, not the breads dry, not you know, add mustard, add tomato. And he takes the he takes a bite of the sandwich, he's like the turkey's a little dry and he screams into the ether, but he decides what's that? You should have said, like, give me the million dollars again, only this time put it in, like, an account in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. And then I can sort of, like, don't have to pay tax on it. I can just be a dodgy exactly. tax guy. Oh, but then he could have been, like, <laughs> uh, now the FBI are after you for being a dirty tax dodge. Well, you know How what you do? You just say a million, a million ducks, bucks tax-free. Not a million ducks? A million, a million ducks. ducks. A million, a million dollars. Start, dollars. They'll start falling. <laughs> Look at all them chickens. <laughs> A million dollars and don't alert the IRS because somebody had to let the motherfuckers know. Oh, absolutely. Fucking genius. A million dollars in my bank, like a normal person, not in notes, you big, big toothed weirdo. (laughs) I want a million dollars in unmarked bills tax free. That was legally acquired. You you made us bankrupt. You turned me into a Hitler, and our shop fucking stinks. (laughs) Because of all the cigs. It says no smoking, you cunt. I'm just uh, waltz in here. <laughs> this, this is what happened when Rod Sterling gets turned away from a uh, one of these shops because he was smoking in the shop. They're like, get the fuck out. So he writes, he uh, starts, gets his typewriter out in the street. I'll show you, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but he starts making all these like all these conditions about what he wants to do, and you know the conditions are like i want a current you know current leadership blah 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 blah. you know he goes on and on and on and his wife gets more and more hot as he goes along as well she's like oh yeah let's do that let's do that that's exciting and uh i love no, she's got she's got a bad boy complex definitely yeah. exactly it's but, all for, you know for his always as, the quiet ones Delma, oh. it's Delma or louise absolutely but the thing is for as intricate as he got he really didn't get that intricate. He's like contemporary uh-uh. country can't be voted out, but it's like, but yeah. <laughs> but that's a like, brilliant part specify about the, the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But a that's the brilliant country. part about the genie. The genie's like, he's like, oh, no, what, no condition. He's like, there's always conditions. You know, I, I, I've warned you. So just to make you aware, you're going to have some kind of, uh, some kind of problem with this wish. But I mean, he did uh, wish for unlimited Power. <laughs> Couldn't help it. He found himself fighting, uh, fighting uh, jewels from uh, Pulp Fiction. Exactly. But here's the <laughs> thing: like, hey, unlimited power, it? one more time, motherfucker, <laughs> one more goddamn time. I dare you. I that double dog dare you. <laughs> but what he was asking for was essentially dictator. And being within 15 years of of Germany, and I know that's not the point. But it's like to not think of that like, yeah, power is the answer. Power clearly mm. isn't the goddamn answer, you dork. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. Like, was what watching it in a 20, 2022 audience, sort of like Hitler's sort of this sort of cartoon figure, isn't he, almost? Because there's mm-hmm. so much distance. But I imagine like an audience watching it in 1960. I mean, World War II had only ended 15 years prior. So it's like he was still quite a recent sort of thing, wasn't he? So I imagine it would have had more of a... That, that bit where he be, turns around, he's like, I'm Hitler, I'm doing the war, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Would have had much more of a, an impact, I think, because a lot of people watching it would probably have been in the fucking war. Oh, yeah. you know? Ironically enough, to that point, when he turns around and does the Hitler thing, it is almost like an Abbott and Costello moment. He turns around and he's yeah. like, 
Wah, wah, wah. You do I'm almost Hitler. expect that. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done like now? A, it's like the squirrel thing or the, the chipmunk or whatever. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Hands in on him. The, the hamster, the, the, the surprise yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, we forgot. I'm, there was something we forgot to touch on um, with the IRS agent, by the way. Um, this IRA. is a big, <laughs> IRA, that, that guy, too. Um, <laughs> the IRS agent, I don't have his name here. Nick, you probably have it, whoever the actor is. No, he's just called it. IRS agent. Snoo- Snooty McGlasses, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's his name. Snooty uh, McGlasses. He apparently was that actor was the uh, first animated voice of batman oh cool oh. Bit of trivia there that's pretty neat but whenever like the that old... show was, whenever the animated batman was originally he was the first batman like the, voice like the super friends maybe so that could have been the first time uh, or earlier than that 15 year his voice work on television included his 15 year role 68 to 83 as batman on several animated series that's so yeah probably swim? super friends or He's as batman. well as some other stuff yeah he, he was also a burning him? man falling off building in Tower in Inferno. Actually, not really. But... Oh, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> burning Batman falling off building. In... He was my favorite. <laughs> I still haven't gotten over his death. <laughs> but yeah, I remember like about the Hitler thing as well. Like I remember being as a kid, there was like some documentary on TV about <clears throat> Hitler. My nana, who my, my grandmother, who's old enough to have been in the war. And she just It's a very small thing, but she was just looking at it and she went, oh, that idiot. I remember thinking, like, to, like to her, Hitler's like this was a person who existed at the same time as she did, not like us, where he's like this wacky figure who we put in cartoons and kids on the internet seem to like for some reason it's in this day and age. Very weird, but mildly. This is or even less like Guinness uh... as, as Hitler and more, you know, Looney Tunes, Alfred Hitler. <laughs> Bugs Bunny whacking him on the head, sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, or producers uh, singing about springtime for Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Or Robo Hitler. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Especially 1960s producers Hitler. Hitler riding a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Your argument <laughs> is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know. You really do feel you do feel kind of bad for these people because they're they're like simpleton in a lot of respects. But I like it. they hand him the suicide bottle and a lot of uh, when he's the Hitler. suicide bottle. Oh, the, the suicide vial, bottle. The suicide I was bottle. Thinking, whatever. I was it looks thinking, like, it's like no, gigantic I, looking in the in the, the suicide booth from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. No, my brain my brain went to like the the bottle that the genie came out. Of. It's like why would you call that a suicide bottle? That doesn't make any sense. But you're talking about this the the bottle of cyanide or whatever it was. I'm yeah, actually, we'll go with that. Actually, it was actually Mountain Dew, but you know, it's yeah. just as effective. Same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's condensed. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, it's the essence of Mountain Dew. More powerful yeah. than cyanide, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Makes you want but... to kill yourself. <laughs> That's. But well, the sure. kind of cool thing about about the whole thing is like he has one more wish, so he can undo everything, which I, I kind of felt like something was going to happen, as we learned, as you've already talked about, Ben. If something does happen at the end, which is, I like how they're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and they walk away, because they're like, fuck this shit, whatever, we're, we're happy, yeah. all that good stuff. But no, Normally, uh, you'd hate a sort of like a cheesy, everyone laughing ending, because mm-hmm. it's been done so many times. But <laughs> it's sort of like, it, I, it's like, oh, it's quite endearing here, because they've been through 
quite the trial. I mean, they've <laughs> they've literally been hanging out with a man who rewrote the world for them for yes. the space of 20 minutes. And they're just like, oh, fuck it. You know? <laughs> I was just waiting for it to like they then break the window and then they're like, <laughs> and it like freeze frame and you hear the audience, studio audience. Doesn't like the and Shirley music or something. <laughs> the credits rolling. Like really fast. <laughs> and the, and their <laughs> eyes are actually following the credits. They're like, Oh, they just they they carry on laughing and they just smash every single pane of glass in the building. Any any antique that had any value to it gets smashed, and then it turns out that just, there's a wad of like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in one of they've, the. They've completely they've completely lost the plot by this point. Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing matters. Everything is meaningless. <laughs> the end. See, see, this is a sequel to uh, uh, Time It Up at Last. Like when they start breaking stuff, they actually <laughs> knock off his glasses as he's like. You know, as he's walking, you see the broom handle and shit. That's like the director's cut. It's not fair. <laughs> but um, so so they're happy that they're back to normal. I I, I question whether um the the wife actually remembers anything. She claims she doesn't, but she's like, oh, the glass is fixed. I mean, that's weird. I don't remember how that happened. But then you know, as Ben said, he breaks it with the 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 broom handle or broomstick or whatever. And he also drops the uh, the wine wine bottle or wine glass or whatever, not wine glass, wine bottle, whatever it is, and uh, sweeps it up, pours it into the trash can. They're all laughing, having a good time. And then, like Christine, the bottle just puts itself back together. I was waiting for Bad the Bone to start playing, and <laughs> <laughs> that's where the episode ends. But here we go again. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I was expecting Weekend at Bernie's to like kick up, like all of a sudden Bernie's body like lands next to the bottle, just because. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if, it, if, if she has no memory of what happened, she sees the bottle in the bin, picks it up, breaks it, the whole thing starts again. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're just trapped in a all over again. Groundhog Day style loop forever. Yeah. <laughs> Which but is what, what they deserve. Does, exactly. What, what, uh, what dictator does she become? Putin. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what with the bald head and everything. Oh, God. <laughs> And the oh, no shirt on a fucking horse. She turns. She, <laughs> she, she turns. She turns up. She she turns up pissed on a horse. You know, <laughs> pissed being drunk on a horse. Just like them, them. Oh no, them. It's perfect because he becomes Russian Trump woman. It's like a relationship. So. <laughs> and then Putin and Putin and Hitler, uh, like they ride off into the sunset together. <laughs> Female Putin. Putin. He's listening, don't worry. Credits I got a knock on my door. We can build this thing together. <laughs> Credits rolling. Come little Hitler buggy. He sticks Hitler in his front pocket and he's like, okay, let's go. I show you how to be a strong Russian man. Exactly. It's baby Hitler. Exactly. Puts him in like a Moby over his shoulders or something. Only if I'm tiny Hitler. Wow, this we really covered quite a few subjects today. Tiny, I know, yes. right? I'm crushing your skull. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on seeing a, another man's penis today, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> you never the know what you're going to run into so... on the yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> You can always guarantee you know, that's going to happen I get, if you, you know, get in the I, Zoom call. I came with you, home. I came home from an eight-hour shift, sweating my absolute bollocks out, wearing a black shirt. What a great idea that was! And thinking, you know, what I need to see today. <laughs> here for you man and you just learned <laughs> what the twilight zone is really about you're welcome <laughs> <laughs>
so so with that said uh what do we think of this episode oh it's brilliant yeah it's great it's outside uh, of the penises and Hitler's outside and... of well i thought we were just talking about the penises the episode <laughs> oh. <shit. laughs> no i mean no like, like i said before it's like it's it is it is quintessential it's like if i was showing someone who'd never ever seen the twilight zone i'd, I'd probably put that in well top five maybe probably put somewhere else as top one but that would be in the top five definitely it's like this is what this show is like it's it starts off quite normal-ish like you say monkey's paw and then mm-hmm. it goes fucking bananas with the hitler stuff <laughs> and then it goes back to everything which i like twilight zone's good for that absolutely do you think yeah. it's more weird like the hitler part is more weird because we're looking back on it as compared to it at that time I, I guess, I mean, but like I said, there's no indication watching the episode that that's going to happen. So even watching it then, it would have been like, what the fuck's happening now? <laughs> you know, because like like you were saying about the monkey paw origins, you expect them to do the whole wishing for millions thing. That's the sort of expected trope. I don't know how expected it was to sort of be like, oh, we're going to turn you into this actual contemporary evil figure. <laughs> you know, like if you're watching something now and it's like, um, oh no, I'm Donald Trump. I'm in the White House. The, the rioters are coming. That's what the Jordan <laughs> Peele one would do, guarantee. Him or Putin. <laughs> Why are my hands orange? No! My hair's coming. Oh, that's not my hair. <laughs> Why is this a regular Coke? <laughs> oh, man. What about you two? What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the episode? You know, I, I agree. I think it is very quintessential. I, I It's one of those things where I watched it this morning and I've kind of like been thinking about it all day there there's parts of it where i i, I kind of things do balance out on the end and i think that's what it ultimately comes down to is like with the money thing it comes back to they have five dollars left after the irs kind of comes through they, they kind of come out evenly you know the the thing is cracked it gets repaired and then it gets cracked again by something that they do so you know the the, the universe kind of balances itself in the grand scheme um I, for this couple some of the stuff that happens you kind of go you know, there's such a good couple. Did they deserve to have this happen? But I think, you know, there's still that bringing them back around to remind them that, you know what, life isn't easy. We still have all these bills, but we can make it. Our attitude has changed. Yeah, I, th- I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, like Ben said, you just don't see that in it. You know, something's going to happen. And obviously, you know, every single thing they wish for, it's going to go wrong. It's going to go bad. I think the overall narrative of the story is nothing like groundbreaking it's you know you 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 wish for the things you think you want and or need and you find out in the end what you really need is just each other and happiness and all that and be happy with what you got that's nothing new but the way that they get there the uh the the road the 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 trip or whatever they say that's what's good and um i did think that that hitler thing in the end that was great and i mean you're not going to hear me say the words hitler and great any time in a (laughs) sentence or ever good but anyway i thought that was really good i mean the money thing yeah that's everybody it's always money the first wish is always money and yeah. uh which is weird because you think like that money you get money to buy shit so why don't they just wish for the shit like wish for the nice house and wish for the uh but who am i to, who am i to talk that's why that's why i'm not an expert at getting wishes <laughs> and me myself i would wish for a constant revenue income of some sort You'd wish i would for that wish bit- for i would 20 for rental that- properties that, that, <laughs> that video on a loop forever yeah. House. <laughs> you just want a sequel to ryan's babe that's all you wanted as a wish oh my god that too <laughs> only or if i could wish Red for Sonya infinite too. wishes <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, everyone but I, I liked, I liked where the, the, where it went and that what you didn't see that coming. I thought that was a great, yeah, th that was a great place for them to go with it. And even though they did kind of, I think that maybe they played it for a little bit of not laughs, but slightly goofy because it was so well, soon after the war. It's tongue it in cheek like, in it. Yeah. 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 It was so, like, yeah. we can't do this serious because that could be, it's too soon. But at that point in time, I think there were like comic strips and stuff like that showing Hitler as kind of like this buffoon that they yeah, were I mean, always... You had Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny during the war, you know, chasing Hitler yeah. and going oh, after yeah. him. So, yeah. And you had, like, in, in Britain, you had, um, like, footage of goose-stepping Nazis that was edited to, like, the Hokey Cokey and Daft Music <laughs> and that. Yeah, so they were... But even when he was at his... And, of course, you know, you mentioned it before, Trip, um, Charlie Chaplin in The Great Dictator, mm -hmm. you know, before yeah. the, the war even kicked off, so... Um, but I guess because maybe it's because like Serling actually had wartime experience that he probably was less keen on poking fun at Hitler because to him more than a lot of other people, Hitler was a real, you know, a real threat. Oh yeah. He was in that war in the Pacific theater, yeah. but I mean, I, I thought it was overall, I thought it was a really good episode. I mean, I don't think it was groundbreaking, but I thought it was just very well executed. And unlike some Twilight Zone episodes, it's not top heavy. It's not bottom heavy. It's just real consistent throughout. It kept me interested from beginning to end, even though I knew the basic, okay, it's going to be the three or four wishes. They're going to go bad. And then the end, they're going to learn something from it most likely, but just the execution was really good. And I was, I would, I would be willing, I would be, in, or be willing to watch this one again, especially over some of the other ones. Perchance to dream. Oh, we're getting there. We're up to I'm trying I'm to do this naturally, Trip. <laughs> I'm guessing. I, I'm, I'm guessing you like that one because there's a lady dressed as a cat in that one. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Who's not? Who's not Julie Newmar or Eartha Kitt? Unfortunately, we, Damn, we are right. getting there. Is justice is being served today? I feel. I feel it. In my <laughs> justice is being done. Done. Well, not um, enough justice, but at least a little bit of justice. Yeah, right. served your your honor <laughs> I, I object i'm just i don't know court slang <laughs> it's all right approach the bench that means something right yes so i think they walk I don't, yeah i don't know in, uh, the amber heard johnny Depp trial they like kept <laughs> objections <laughs> approach approach the honor, may we approach <laughs> <laughs> if the move. glove don't fit you must acquit move to recess <laughs> We're going outside to play on the slide. Yay! <laughs> no, <Mistral>. um, <laughs> here, here's how I look at this episode. As Ben referenced earlier when we first started talking, you just call him a has been. Yeah, well, that's his reference. You know, it's not yeah, punk. has been because he's a has been. He's 100 allowed back on the pot. No, just, um, this I will get my mafia friends on you just to let you I'm, know. I'm the only has been here, buddy. Back off. If this if this continues, my friends in the mafia will be coming after you. You'll be on the wall. Oh shit! Hey, well, bring it on. You'll be you'll uh, get be turned into Hitler. You'll be up I'll there with the sting. You'll be up there with Sailor Sapphire or whatever she's called. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the alternative is you could be on my wall. So <laughs> so as Ben referenced earlier, uh, this is a very traditional Twilight Zone episode. It's very by the book Twilight Zone. It feels like a Twilight Zone episode. It doesn't. I would say that this episode is not very deep, but it has all the horrible marks of, you know, crazy thing happens to people. They get stuck in it. They have to figure out a way out of it. But the thing I like about this episode the most is they have a way out and they're given a way out. You don't see that in the Twilight Zone ever. So it's an episode that surprised me, even though I know the, the, the monkey's paw or the, the bottle imp or something. I think that's what the other episode or the other story. I don't know what I do with it. Um, it, it, it has 
a good ending. It makes you feel good at the end. It makes you realize that you as a person may want all this stuff, but sometimes what you have in front of you is the best thing for you, whether good or bad, you know, you may have bills like I do that I can't pay for, or you may be a mafioso, or you may want uh, <laughs> cups of pudding and shoulders or uh, whatever Triv, Triv does on our weekends. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's... Things. <laughs> Yeah, it's weirdly, it's almost creepy, isn't it? Like that opening mm-hmm. sequence where it's like, uh, you got to pay the gas and electric. Oh, that's the one I can't pay. And it's like, oh my yeah. God, that is like fucking, <laughs> this this went out in 1960. And here we yeah. are in 2022 and people, which I imagine like Rod Serling probably had a lot of episodes, didn't he, set in the future. And sometimes they were utopias, sometimes they were horrible dystopian mm-hmm. but he's i imagine he Thomas. yeah but like it's he probably had quite a positive vision of the future or, and it's just like here we are now people still are in houses and shops yeah. saying they can't pay the gas and electric it's on, it's kind of creepy how like contemporary that is our black and white television from the 60s can still <laughs> resonate in that way yeah. but you know people yeah. don't change like despite everything there is that know, that I thing should. about and not so much the bill thing because that's that's <laughs> That is something that is another, you know, a different thing. But the things that define people, you know, whether you're talking about the story of Nightmare as a Child or, you know, something, you know, like the Hitchhiker or whatever, you know, whatever one we're talking about, those human characteristics are still human characteristics. Or in the case of World of Our Own, incels. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man, that's that's an episode that I'll never forget. I still love elephants. I want an elephant to show up in my front room. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I hope you all. That's my favorite ending of any episode. I hope. You oh, all so liked good. It. So oh, yeah, good. we thought it linked it up that ending. Mm-hmm. Well, it is fantastic. You. So okay. I think we all agree. Okay. We all like the episode. That's where yeah. I'm going to continue like to from our penis Picasso <laughs> segment. Picasso. I like to Picasso. Picasso. I'm going to call this like episode. This episode is not the, the man in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is Picasso, not the man in the bottle. I'm sorry, people. Uh, go ahead with the narration, the closing narration. Okay, I haven't read this yet, so what happens when about. you talk about penis? Because that'd be fine. <laughs> Just say penis over and over; it'd be fine. A word of the wise: penis. penis. Because anal. <laughs> <laughs> because anal. A word of the wise. Now, to the garbage collectors of the world, to the curio seekers, to the antique buffs. To everyone who would try to coax out a miracle from unlikely places, check that bottle you're taking back for a two-cent deposit. The genie you save might be your own. Case in point, Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Castle, fresh from the briefest of trips into the Twilight Zone, because anal. Hello. <laughs> I love the fact that it starts with, to all the garbage collectors of the world. <laughs> I just That's a great way to start any monologue. <laughs> Shakespeare, Yeats, all the way. They should have started with garbage collectors. Absolutely. Um, okay, so last last segment, Twilight Zone list. I already talked about this. I am looking at the list now. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so that's a, this that's is definitely interesting choice is, for number one. There is it. Monsters are due yeah. out on Maple Street. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it. There's another interesting choice on there. <laughs> so so we're putting this at number eleven. I'm so- Son of a bitch! Fucking leave it! Sit your ass down right now! Are you not a fan of uh, Monster Maple Street? Are you? 
Oh no, I am. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm just surprised. I'm. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> I'm just surprised. No, no, no. Actually, if, yeah. you, if you don't like it, hey, I've only seen hey. it. I've seen it once, so I'd have to probably oh, yeah. watch it again and reassess. That's the one where it's like all the neighbors are turning against each other. Yeah, basically, it's basically yeah. America, paranoia. America. It's, like a, it's only it's really like, the first. It's like a red. Too. It's like a red scare analogy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's one of Serling's favorites as well. I think might be wrong. Yeah, Joey said See, that was the, one of his personal favorites. So yeah, the reason it's only it's only going to last for about fourteen more episodes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I, that's the reason it's still number one. I know what his favorite was. It was your your third choice to stop at Willoughby. You know, he said he the, the train the the train one. Yep. Yeah, I believe one. that was the last appearance of Nan Adams as well. So far. Yeah. She's all clearly his favorite was the head. fever. Why yeah. is it? Why is perchance the dream only at number 10? Fucker. <laughs> I know. Why isn't it at number 42? That's where it should be. The fever the fever's great. It's just like a PSA, basically. So I like I like the fact that in the fever where it's like they sort of play on the idea that oh he really does have gambler's fallacy and he's addicted it to his head. It's like, oh no, 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 the last shot, it actually is an evil machine. It's <laughs> 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 completely throw all the subtlety away. Whatever subtlety it had, which yeah. is, wasn't a lot to be fair, is completely evaporated <laughs> by a, a machine going, ah, <laughs> <laughs> clearly the winners, episodes winners don't do drugs. <laughs> Clearly, the episode is actually about don't jump out two foot windows because people won't care about you. Yeah. Just walk away. Oh, God. This episode sucks so bad. <laughs> Such shit. Okay. So I used to work with gambling addicts, and I can tell you now, if it were from the bottom of my heart, slot machines are really evil and sentient. So I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, yes, I had to are. go in every, I had to go in every day, and they're just surrounded. Like, they were like Daleks. It was just. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Avoid they even Vegas. Sound like Daleks. Um, must must be must be, must be must be Thursday. <laughs> Franklin, do the Franklin! ones over, do the Franklin! ones over there have uh, have plungers attached to them? Yeah, that's what those little like. That's what. They oh are. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. True. <laughs> I don't know what the... they're called. The the lever thing, lever, lever, whatever. <laughs> See, now Jacob will only be the only one that understands this, but this is like, uh, you know, Zerg and uh, why the robots call him Zerg. It, it's like the Daleks. The Daleks. <laughs> Daleks. Daleks. That's what they say in the TV movie. They call them Daleks. And... Do they? <laughs> well, there's, there's a, the there's TV a start... movie's from America. Right, yeah. right. There's, there's a, the... There's a, there's a, uh, there's a... What's her name's brother? Oh well, uh, 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 oh Dana, the San Francisco one. Aaron Brockovich. What's her Dana, brother's name? Eric Roberts. Yeah, Eric, Eric Roberts, Roberts is in it. Eric Roberts was in a he, Doctor Who episode movie. He always dresses yeah. for the occasion. He and, was the uh, only. He was. It was the only Doctor Who movie to come or thing to come out for like ten years. Yeah, ten, big, more than ten years. It was a big deal. Then everyone forgot how shit it was because it was the only Doctor Who we were getting for a thousand years. And what? there's a there's a brief like that. There's a brief like Dalek bit at the start. It's very, very brief. They get one line, and the director said something like, "You could just hear this guy in a booth going, exterminate, <laughs> exterminate." <laughs> like he just, he just saw the line on the script and just thought, "Well, it's telling me to say that word, so I'll do it." Exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. 
it's so bad. Oh my god, I gotta watch that. That's hilarious. That's, yeah. With that said, uh, where are we putting this on the list? We're not putting this um just above per chance to dream. We're gonna put it below <laughs> per chance to dream. Um no kidding. Like where do you guys want to put this as far as like I'll go for whatever. Higher up. I, <laughs> I think where's like, our I, starting point? Give us a starting point. I think a, t- a top fifteen place is where yeah. this one. I'd oh, say. definitely. So yeah, I mean I, I really don't have a place because I'm like this is definitely not a bottom episode. This is definitely no. a top episode, you know, that type of thing. So he likes it on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the genie, especially. Oh, yeah. You ain't never had a friend like him. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know, he I says, did see... <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no. <laughs> My thing was not going to be as good as yours. <laughs> so, so we both all agreed. So, perchance the dream stays at number 10. Uh, goes on. No, uh, so we did not. So we t- we... <laughs> there it belongs. So, we agree this is a top 15 episode, but where in the top 15? Is this better than somewhere between Hitchhiker? one and 15? Thank you for <laughs> thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what about, no. I, I reckon, I reckon maybe because I reckon it's I don't think it's as good as time enough at last, but I reckon it's better than one for the angels. So maybe make it number eight. I could go with that. Time enough at last. That's the that's the Burgess Meredith reading. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I lost my hands. Yep. Um, <laughs> that would have made it better. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> happens I've said I've said black and white. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, oh, don't worry. You'll cool be black and white either way. So. I actually oh, like this oh, one more than I'm going to sound like an less. idiot now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, that one part will be in color when you say that. And I'll just be like, no, uh, no, no, really. You were in black and white. I promise. It's like, it's like Schindler's List. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Jacob, you go with number eight. You have a. Uh, I know you're good with number eight because you know how that will turn things out, but yeah, I'm I'm good with anything above nine or ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should tie for number ten. Can you do ties? <laughs> no. no, we cannot. Are they allow- nine point nine 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 nine. Uh, the referee says ties not allowed. Sorry. <laughs> I like this one a little bit more than time enough at last, but I I'm cool with it being under time enough at last. Yeah, I mean. This is an episode I didn't expect to be in the top 10, but as we talked about it and having Ben come on the show, I think is perfect because it's a, it's the, a twice the resident, episode. The resident man in the bottle expert, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, did, so I did my degree in. Yay. Very esoteric. It he was going to be in the top 10 either way, Nick. Just know this. Oh, please. Oh, it could have been a terrible please, episode. Please, child. It was going to be in the top 10. <laughs> Don't do that again, please. Uh, what? use that accent it was kind of shitty <laughs> Damn. Oh. okay she got canceled. super serious on this. she's like <laughs> don't do that again you friend piece uh, of shit fucking accent you motherfucker uh, you are canceled i didn't take it that far i mean you know she did it as far. that's how i heard it people are gonna start time. typing really fast and breathing really heavy as they're typing so with that said new number eight is the man in the bottle uh number one is the monsters are due on maple street number 38 is still the fever for chance to dream god um so with that said (laughs) is that what how it works we've changed the way we do things uh with that said the next episode is nervous man in a four dollar room uh, which is directed by Douglas Hayes and sorry, which, is what, I, it's, which is what What's I up? am right now. That episode is a description of this right now. Nervous man. In a I know. I see. It's an, it's an app description. It's scared. Penis. Picasso. It's hot. It's hot. Heart. I'm in a room. <laughs> it's hot. 
<laughs> gonna put no on fans. Picasso and get even hotter. Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting enough, Jerry Goldsmith comes back to do the original score for that episode, so that's cool. Nice. Um, and it was produced under a five thousand dollar budget, which is interesting. So, well, if you're oh, in a four dollar room, was... I mean, you know. I totally missed. Uh, forgot about. It. There was another bit of trivia for this episode. A little late, I know, but the apparently in the Hitler scenes, the swastika that was on the flag was reversed for some reason. It was backwards, but the swastika on his arm was the right way. Ah. Is there a, is there to... something? Because I know that like the swastika wasn't invented by the Nazis, was it? It was an Indian no symbol. Yeah. It actually that, means no. a good thing originally, I guess. That's what I've heard. Yeah, so you, you go to India and you see they've, they've still got it on, like, stuff, which is a bit weird. They've got it on, like, bottles and necklaces and things. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit disturbing until you realize. They probably get Whoa. away from, like, that whole red and black color motif, though. You know, eagles and all so, that. Yeah. It's black actually black. a red red swastika with a black background. Well, it's in yeah. black and white, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, this one this one was backwards. Just FYI. They, they, the trivia section noted that. The, the flag was backwards. The one on his arm was the right way. I don't know what semblance that is, but it's a thing. Good to know. Knowing it's after battle. Da 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 da. Okay. GI so, Joe. <laughs> all right. So, with that said, that is going to be our take on The Man in the Bottle, which is season two, episode two. Ben, thank you yes. for coming on. You're you are more wealth of knowledge than either three of us combined when it comes uh, to the Twilight Zone and everything in general. So that's awesome. You gave us a lot of good uh, insight, but too much. But pressure. not penis painting. <laughs> well, no, not that. <laughs> no, we have. It's like it's like the news. We have different experts in different fields. So it's like mm. Mr. Anders, penis expert, has uh, joined us today. <laughs> Ooh, not just penis painting. It's penis well, expert. Yes. <laughs> well, you well you have to look at it this way. <laughs> I'm gonna talk like. David Attenborough. I, I, I don't know him. why I, I'm not. I don't know why I gave you that voice. <laughs> it just felt right somehow. It's okay. On the subject of penises, <laughs> Prince Charles is here, and he's going to talk about willies <laughs> at length. Get it? For yeah, uh... get him. <laughs> did you talk about Prince Albert? <laughs> uh, have you have you heard the story about uh, Prince Charles and Prince Albert and the Spice Girls? Stephen Fry tells this story on another podcast where he was at some royal event and Prince Charles was there and the Spice Girls were there because it was like the, 97, like the height of their fame. And uh, Prince Charles is going, oh, yes, how do you do? This is Mary, this is Mary B. And uh, they go, so was your grandfather Prince Albert? And he goes, oh, my great-grandfather was Prince Albert, yes. They go, is it called the Prince Albert? Because he used to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, uh, and he goes, well, he, he wore uh, coats, jackets, trousers, boots. <laughs> Stephen Fry had to tell him what a Prince Albert oh was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the item of intimate, intimate male apparel. And Prince Charles was just, oh, 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 oh goodness. Oh, how, why would someone think of this? <laughs> why wouldn't they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What it's I like to do uh, on podcasts is I like to plagiarize anecdotes from other podcasts. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you get your money's worth. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Feel but, free to uh, use Picasso wherever you like. Yeah, I will. Don't uh, you worry. It's already bookmarked. <laughs> nice. Uh, but with that said, it's been awesome. Uh, we'll have you on another episode, I'm sure, talking more Thank you. Picassos and Prince Alberts and how Very hot as fuck it is and stuff. So yes, hopefully it'll be cooler that day. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but with that said, uh, Triv from Trivial Theater, who is the 2D amalgamation of everyone's life, uh, where can they uh, find your content if they want to uh, reach out and 2D touch you? Well, if you want to find my variation on the Picasso, uh, you can stop over at my YouTube channel, uh, Trivial Theater. Uh, I'm coming up on doing a, a, a piece, or ah, I can't speak. I got a penis you in my mouth, apparently. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can stop by my channel. <laughs> you, you can stop by my channel, and uh, my latest piece that should be out by the time this drops is uh, Leprechaun in the Hood, uh, which is a collab that's coming up, which is uh, top tier classic entertainment on on the level of Picasso. Uh, you can Tell also away find... raps <laughs> exactly, oh, which great. is. Yeah, positive rap, man. Positive rap. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, Trivial Theater. Jacob, if they yes. want to learn how to, if they want to learn how to Picasso their paintings with penises, uh, and they want to find out on your channel of OnlyFans, uh, where can they find that at? Oh, uh, well, you can find me on the Twitters at Red Neville too, but I don't really do a lot. Of that. Just go to YouTube, Jacob Ader's Reviews. That's where I, I put stuff and I do things. There's stuff and things there. And at the time of this uploading, you'll find some great, great content that I just released about some great stuff and great subject matter. You should definitely check that out. It's it's awesome. So specific. And, uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's great. And um, my penis painting channel is coming soon. Um, is it now? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm going to share a lot of uh, uh, tutorials on penis painting and ball dipping and how to... Uh, you know, keep, Write keep that down. The, the paint out <laughs> of the dick hole, specifically the urethra. Dick, dick, dick hole. Dick hole. That's D I C K. H H O L. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Dick hole. Dick hole. Dick. Not dick hole. Dick hole. Right. Dick hole. Holy old. Writing it on my hand. That's the best place for it. So later on, when you grab, it's just right there for you. I can look at my hand and go. There it is. It's right there. Right there. And I can go, today was good. I learned something today. Yeah. Happy Keep Friday. Paint paint out of the nickel. Would you like there. me to stop you, Jacob? Huh? No. I mean, no. I was good. I was a... <laughs> Would you like to stop I, me? I know you one time you told me, like, if I keep ranting, stop me. Like, well, that's just me talking in general, but yeah, sure. I'm, I'm already well, editing the whole away. I'm already editing the whole supercut. Every time you say hole, it's just that hole, 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 hole. I will keep speaking. What's your what's your favorite band starring Courtney Love? Holes. What's your favorite Shia LaBeouf film? Holes. 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 It's like a sequel. It's It's like aliens, but with holes. What's your favorite expression? Who's your favorite star of Mandy? Nicholas Cage. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like. You went way around to get that one. I like it. That's a nice stretch. Hey, it works all the way around to get that one like that. I mean, you show Nick Hole, Dick Hole ass. Dick Hole ass. Who's your, who's your ass. Who's your favorite Star Wars Dickless. character? Hobie One Kenobi. Holy <laughs> All right, so let me let me let me let me finish this. Um, okay, anyway, you can reach me at uh, Movie Emporium, wherever my Twitter account is, as well as YouTube on Movie Emporium. Uh, that's where the like I said, podcast is held, as well as on Anchor and uh, uh, what is it, AT and T and whatever. Yeah, Audio Boom and <laughs> iTunes and stuff like that. I, I joke, carrier but pigeon. Just, exactly, Carrier Pigeon. Go to those places, rate, subscribe, get us some you know listeners and stuff like that. So, with that said. Thank you once again to Ben for coming on and for myself, Triv, Jacob, and Ben. 
We'll see you guys next time in the Twilight Zone. Bye. Do we wave? Uh, Bye. Do we wave? Sure. I, I can't wave. I'm waving. Whatever.